Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of a live stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Melvin Gaines, and we are here uh, for Sunday, August the 7th, for another Sunday School. We're going to go ahead and get started while we allow people to jump on with us. We have uh, music from Walter Hawkins. This is Follow Me. It's um, an abbreviated version. It's only about three minutes long, so hopefully it will get past everything else going on here. And we shouldn't have any issues, but God bless you for being here. Thanks for joining us. And here's uh, Follow Me by Walter Hawkins. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <clears throat> Thank you for being here, everybody. Follow me by Walter Hawkins. And the Love Center Choir. Lorinda, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We are on the air with coffee. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Sunday morning. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for being here, everybody. Greg and Carolyn, good morning. I can't see all the names. It's interesting how that works. I know you can see stuff and everybody else can see stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for being here, everybody. It's great to be here. Bev, good morning. Good morning, Bev. Amen, amen. Good morning. Keep taking care of that foot. Amen, amen, amen. Love Alive by Walter Hawkins. Amen. Well, what a blessing that is that, uh, A, we got through the whole thing <laughs> without having to worry about um, any sort of uh, unnecessary uh, censorship or anything like that. We appreciate you being here this morning, everybody. We um, are still, people are, people are still trying to get on right now, and I, I recognize that, so we're not going to blow through the announcements. We'll do that, but we have some material to cover to kind of make up for last week as well. It's been... This study that we're going to be in in the book of John is just fantastic. I just love this study. I, I, I just can't tell you how much it, it means to me to be able to do this at this particular time in our lives. We need to get into something that is really important for us to see about who Jesus Christ is and, and what he means to us at this day and age and this time. And he means everything, of course, and he always has meant everything, but we, we give special emphasis to it now because... As you see more and more of how the world is and what's been going on in the world and how we truly are living in Satan's domain. We are in his domain because we, rec we recognize all of the different evils that have been <clears throat> more or less revealed over time. And we see things where 
we, we thought we saw something in one way and then all of a sudden it becomes something totally different because we see um, Satan manifesting himself through those very things. And it's really uh, just very important for us to go right back to Scripture, go right back to the Bible, go right back to the source of Scripture, and that's Jesus Christ. And we will keep doing that for as long as we are able because it is all about proclaiming the Word of God and always will be about proclaiming the Word of God. I'm very happy to be affiliated with a church and a pastor who believes in teaching and preaching the Word of God. And Speaking of our pastor, uh, he will be available online with his message here online uh, for today. A Continual Call by God to His People. That is the name of uh, Gus's message today. And it is a very, very wonderful message. It's still a continuation in the series of the end times. And he'll be in Revelation 18, Revelation chapter 18. I just want to remind everyone, too, that you know while he goes, he's looking at those things, he's going to be pulling from other scriptures, too, to support and reinforce the importance of this time. And... We just want to make sure that you understand the importance of just staying in the Word. Don't let anything stop you from it. Make sure that you're always going right back to the Bible and looking at what the Word says. I can't emphasize that enough. I will talk about it for as long as I can. And God is good. He is going to show you His truth in His Word. All you have to do is just go looking for it. When when He says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Ask, seek, and knock, He means it. And He wants you to keep asking and looking seeking and knocking and he's going to give you the wisdom and the knowledge and the insight that you need to be able to uh, overcome the world overcome whatever the world is throwing at you uh, to uh, put on the full armor of God that's what you need to do and so we're just going to keep talking about that for as long as we can because I just feel compelled that that's important it's an important message as well too good morning Lisa Um, I think I just wanted to make sure just to mention some other people who came in online as well with us Please also remember your tithes and offerings. We really do appreciate everyone taking the time every week to make sure that they pray about what they're able to give and then give. We, um, we don't ask like beggars because we're not going to beg. We're going to make the statement that part of uh, the worship uh, of, a, of a believer is to provide offerings um, of some sort to be able to uh, help bolster up the church and get the church ready for any Uh, occasion if there's a benevolent need of some sort we'll be prepared for it but we also have to pay the bills too, everybody just like you have to pay the bills at home we have to pay the utilities and all the great things that we need to be able to run things like air conditioning (laughs) Um, air conditioning is necessary today it has been very very humid the temperature has not been overbearing but boy when when it's humid outside it really does add to the uh, heat index if you know what I mean and rumor has it that the heat index uh, is going to go near 100 today Um, so it's going to be important for us to make sure that we have our utility bills paid we got to pay that air conditioning bill we run the air conditioning all week long by the way um, uh, because of the daycare and all that stuff but having said all of that we need to make sure that we have air conditioning as well too when we go to church so please keep that in mind and make sure that you just understand that we we don't we don't like calling the church a business because we recognize that it, there is a business behind operating the building and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we are providing to help pay for that. And so please keep that in mind as we do that. Um, the church, yeah, that's a good point. The church has business, but it is not. We're not, we're not calling it a business. I agree. That's, that's a good way to put it. My wife helps me out a lot to be able to say the right words. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's always the case. Yeah, I know, right? She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Okay. So we appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you again for being here. We are uh, going to get back in the book of John. We've got um, a few passages to cover. Not Not a whole lot. We're... We're going to be doing John chapter 1, verses uh, 6 through 18. Um, John chapter 1, verses 6 through 18. And the reason why we're doing 6, we we did let one uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9 last week, but we really wound up not getting through the last couple of verses before we got to, <laughs> got to, verse, um, we got to verse 6, and we had to stop, basically. So we'll read that very quickly and cover that very briefly, but it is important to cover it. And... 
I, I'm just thrilled again to be here with you. We are going to keep emphasizing the importance of being online with Sunday School. We um, certainly know that there is a place and time when we'll be going back into the building, but we have not made any announcements about that. We don't have any information about that as we keep hearing stuff about uh, COVID cases uh, being in, in effect. And I'll mention monkeypox, but I'm, I'm not going to dwell on that really very much. I think the COVID cases are really more uh, more of an issue for, for us as a, as a people, as a church. And while I don't, I don't expect anything adverse as far as lockdowns or anything like that, I do expect, though, that we have to be safe and just use some good common sense. We'll just have to take it one step at a time. And that's what we're going to do. And with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get started with today's lesson in John chapter 1, verses 6 through 18. So a tiny bit of overlap from last week, but not a whole lot. We did read verses 6 through 9, but we're going to read through uh, starting in verse 6 again, and we'll start all over again. So John chapter 1, verses 6 through um, 18. I'm going to say 19, 18. just want to make sure that I'm getting the right verses, too. Um, so let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just rely upon your wisdom right now as we go through this lesson. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for how you indeed encourage us to just stay after it when it comes to being in your word. There is no downside to our effort to be more in your word. And we, Lord, as we get into your word and learn it, we want to live it. We want to be those individuals that we can truly see as your light in the world. We want to be lights in the world for you. And we want to do that in such a manner where we are able to speak about your word and speak with authority and speak with clarity and speak not with a mind of being braggadocious or anything like that, but of humble hearts and humble spirits as we go forth and look to towards you. And standing for truth. Lord, may we be a people that stands for truth. Sometimes standing for truth in this world is very inconvenient. And yet it's necessary. Jesus' ministry was all about that. And sometimes we have to be made uncomfortable in order to make sure that we recognize true peace and comfort in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for those reminders. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the desire to be prayerful for others as well. We must be a prayerful people to always remember those that, uh, Lord, are in need of your, your very salvation. The people that we know, the people that we surround ourselves with who don't know you, Lord, may we always have the opportunity to speak when you give us the appointed time. And we thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, everybody. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to first, uh, pardon me, John chapter 1, <laughs> verses 6 through 18. I don't know. I, sometimes I just get, uh, get excited. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I do get excited about uh, speaking about the God's Word, and I do do that, especially when there are certain books in the Bible that just kind of hit me a certain way. I don't know if you've read the book of John uh, in... I haven't read it from one sitting from cover to cover. I've obviously read it in different points. But when you look at this study, um, John is a beautiful writer. Uh, it is a He writes this thing. <clears throat> it's a gift from God. You know, some people have gifts of being able to write and do certain things. And, and granted, we know that this is God's inspired word. But, but you have to understand that, that John is the vessel here, and he's a beautiful writer. He writes this thing very succinctly. He writes it very clearly. He gives you information that you need to be able to uh, build upon your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope that you can see this as you follow along in your Bible as we start reading in John chapter 1, starting at verse 6. And, of course, we went through that whole exercise, verses 1 through 5, a beautiful section, but now we're going to pick up and continue in the study. Verse 6, and we'll follow, and follow along, please, as I read from the New Living Translation. And good morning to all of you who just jumped in. Uh, good morning, Laura. Good morning, Liz. Thanks for being here this morning. Starting in verse 6 of John chapter 1, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. 
John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Verse 12, But to all who believed in him, believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Verse 14, So the word became human and made him his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Verse 15, John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Okay, that's John chapter 1, verses 6 through 18, and we appreciate you following along with me. We're going to go back over the study and cover the section verses 6 through 8 very quickly. And just want to keep in mind that um, while we're watching activity around us here, uh, just keep in mind that, um, oh, no, you don't. I know there was something coming here. <laughs> Forgive me for that. Um, we were praying ahead of time to make sure that our kitties uh, behave themselves. And one kitty in particular, I think, was looking at an opportunity to try to get on camera again and, and do something that is a no-no here. So we, we're glad that you, you were patient enough to allow me to get through that and navigate through that. And uh, that's what live TV is all about. <laughs> so let's get back to verse 6. Uh, go through verses 6 through 8. Uh, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Now, let's look at this. we got to understand something, and I may have taught this, um, well, not on purpose, but incorrectly before, but because I think sometimes we look at ourselves as lights in the world, but we have to understand that it's not us that's the light. It's Jesus that is the light. And I think that that's what we have to recognize, that people will see a difference in us when we look at... Um, our demeanor, our personalities, how we carry ourselves. Um, they're, they're looking, pardon me? When we live according to his word, absolutely. We are living according to God's word, and people will see that, and it'll be a reflection. Um, like a mirror, you know, you'll be a reflection. You'll be a positive reflection of who Jesus Christ is. But it's not us that's the light. It's we are in flesh, okay? We reflect the light of Jesus in our behavior. And so that's what we want to understand here. That's what John was saying here. We, like John the Baptist, are not the source of God's light. We merely reflect that light. We are reflections of his light. And that is important for us to understand. Jesus is the true light. He is the one that gives us life. He's the one that gives us what we need to be able to survive and function in this world today. He helps us see our way to God and shows us how to walk along in that manner. Um, his life on earth in his ministry showed us ways for us to live. Showed us what? How many different things did he show us? Numerous things. He showed us how we can resist sin. He showed us how we can fight temptation. He showed us, um, even in his humanity, he was sinless, and that we always have to strive, even though in our flesh we sin all the time, but he shows us ways to do what? Sin less and follow Jesus more as we go forward. Christ has chosen to reflect his light through his believers to an unbelieving world. We've got a lot of people out there who don't believe Jesus and don't believe in Jesus. And perhaps, you know, they need to see God's truth in us in the way we behave and the way we move. Uh, no one's ever seen God. No one's ever going to see God uh, based upon 
what we read about in Scripture. Uh, his essence is such that we see um, who the Lord is based upon the presence of Jesus Christ and what he is showing us here. He was the one who was there from the very beginning, and that's what's also mentioned here. Uh, he was there long before John was, John the Baptist was. Uh, so we never present ourselves as light to others, but are always to point to them, point to Jesus Christ, excuse me, as the light. And so let's always keep that in mind as we look at this whole thing about, you know, Jesus has blessed us. Jesus has kept us. Jesus has preserved us. We don't understand why we're here as opposed to others who are not, who are no longer here. Um, all we know is that we are blessed to be here and we need to live and reflect Jesus Christ in that manner that we're grateful for what he has done for us. May we be grateful. May we show gratefulness to others and be positive lights of Jesus Christ before others in the world. Reflecting the light of Jesus. Let's go back to John chapter 1 verse 10. Let's cover verses 10 and 11. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Now, we know of this because, honestly, we, we saw it was, it was almost as if you could look at a crowd when Jesus was, was around and when he was making his rounds in, in his ministry, going to the different towns, going and speaking to different people. It was almost like half of the people there believed him and half of the people there chose not to believe him. And we have a very, very interesting situation where we look at something like that today and we have many people who would much rather not follow the Lord, much rather follow their own desires, follow their own ways of thinking, follow their own ways of doing things. It's pretty much the same thing. It's nothing really different. And, and the reasons that people have or choose not to follow the Lord... Um, they are as almost as numerous as the sand <laughs> on the beach. They have all kinds of reasons why they want to do it, but at the end of the day, it's because of selfishness. It's because of a selfish motive that they don't want to follow Jesus. They don't want to come under anyone's authority. They'd much rather be under their own authority to do whatever they want. And so what John is trying to say here is that although Christ created the world, he was indeed the one who was there from the very beginning, as we, read, as we read in the first section of John chapter uh, 1, um, he existed in the beginning with God, verse 2, that's what it says. But a lot of people didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize who he was. They didn't recognize that he was indeed this Lord, as is referred to. They would call him a prophet. They would call him a, call him a teacher, short of calling him a teacher with authority. They would, uh, they would refer to him uh, some sarcastically uh, in some manner, shape, or form as teacher. Because he did have authority when he did teach, but some just would choose not to listen to him. And we have to understand that even the people chosen by God to prepare the rest of the world for the Messiah rejected him. Um, and that has to do with the, the 70 followers who left him. Um, of course, we know that uh, Judas was one of them who was within the, the 12 who was there uh, as a, a person who traveled with him. They rejected him as well, too. But we have to understand that when we keep saying that all 66 books of the Bible point to Jesus Christ, that means all the books in the Old Testament did it. It certainly referred to the fact that Jesus was coming. He was the coming Messiah. Uh, the Jewish people knew of that. The Jews knew that. Everybody knew that who was really reading the word and looking at the word. And when he finally did show up... Um, some people's faces <laughs> changed. Their attitudes changed in such a manner where, I don't want to follow this guy. He's going to take away the authority that we have, uh, those Pharisees and Sadducees who were speaking. Um, and so it became a very uncomfortable situation for individuals who were choosing to live in the flesh rather than choosing to follow and accept Jesus Christ as Lord. So we need to understand that John is telling us ahead of time that Jesus was not recognized by everyone. The world didn't recognize him. When we say the world, we're talking about what? The world we live in. The world being the world that lives fleshly. The world that lives in such a manner where we would much rather follow Satan. Much rather follow those things that uh, are affiliated with Satan. And we need to understand that that's what the world is. We are in the world but not of the world. Amen? That is what we as believers 
always need to come back to. We are in the world. We, rec- we can't escape it. We're here. Uh, we have to live in this manner, but we to live not in the world. We are not of the world. We have to live in such a manner. Let me say that correctly. We have to live in such a manner where we're following Jesus Christ, even though we are in the world. That's the way I want to say it. And we want to make sure that we're living in such a manner where we are being obedient to Jesus. We can live in this world. I mean, that Jesus came here to show himself to us that we could indeed live in this world. But we have to do what? Follow him. Be obedient to him. And that's what we want to always remember here. Others will reject him. There will be people who will deny Christ. And they will pay for it with consequences that mean eternal separation from God. But we are still to proclaim the gospel. We're still to be the reflection of Jesus' light in the world. May we always do that. Let's go to verse 12 of John chapter 1. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Now, where, are we, where do we get that from? We, we recognize that Nicodemus was one that had to be taught uh, when he is speaking with Jesus early on about what it means to be born again. We understand what being born again means and represents. We have to be uh, put in a place where we don't have a physical birth, and that's what John is saying here. We have a birth that comes from God. All who welcome Jesus Christ as Lord are reborn spiritually. We were born once uh, physically, But now those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are reborn spiritually. Once you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you experience this spiritual birth. Now let's let's talk about the spiritual birth real quick. We have to understand something about um, everybody's response to Jesus Christ coming into your life, into their lives, is different. And some may have had some sort of a miraculous experience. I think a lot of that is gratitude for what Jesus has done. And it's not about getting hit by a lightning bolt, not getting hit by, not suffering from electric shock. You know what I mean? It's, you recognize that Jesus is in your life because you believe in him. And he gives you exactly what you need from that moment on, the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. Uh, It's not a, it is a life-changing experience. It's the most important decision you can ever make in your life, no question. But we also have to recognize, too, that not everybody... Uh, has a experience that says, hey, uh, something happened to me where I felt something physically or I was shaking or something like that. No, I don't want to do that. That's not necessarily the case. It may be a very, very, um, it may be a very humbling experience, honestly, if you are repenting from sin, as you should be, and looking for the Lord to come into your life because you need help in that manner, or you've had a really, really tough time and you need peace what Jesus should be doing to you when you accept Jesus Christ is giving you peace. You should have a peace with the knowledge that you have the matter of your eternity settled. And that should be how you take this whole thing about salvation. We, we have a spiritual rebirth because he gives us this rebirth from the inside out. What does it do? Excuse me. It rearranges our attitudes. It rearranges our desires. It rearranges our motives. Being born makes you physically alive and places you in your parents' family, which we all recognize. Um, That's what it says in verse 13. But being born of God makes you spiritually alive and puts you in God's family, the body of Christ, the group of believers who believe in the Lord. You're in a very large group when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It may not seem like it at times. It may seem like you're one of the loneliest people on earth. One is the loneliest number. That's an old song. Uh, But at the end of the day, you are with a number of people who really can relate to you and really can uh, uh, understand what you're going through because they've felt that same way. Why? We live in Satan's domain. We are in many ways ostracized. We are in many ways uh, thought to be foolish, thought to be um, silly, stupid, dumb, by those people in the world who think that they know better about what to do. So you're in really good company because there are other believers that have been feeling the same way. But at the same time, Christ gives you peace. 
You don't really care about what other people think about you, and you shouldn't care what other people think about you. If you're a representative of Jesus Christ, you're going to live in such a manner where you're honoring him. You're not honoring yourself. You're going to be honoring Jesus Christ. So the, the bottom line is, is that I don't know everybody who's online or listening right now, if everybody has a relationship with Jesus or not, because there are people online here that I can't see, and I don't know if they uh, are aware. But if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, have you ever asked for this fresh start in life that's available only through Jesus Christ? Jesus says in, in John 14:6, which we'll cover later on in our study, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are no other ways to do it. You can't achieve a higher plane of consciousness to supposedly reach God. That will just put you on a higher plane, but it won't go anywhere near where God is, or it won't go anywhere near Jesus is. All he says that you need to do is just trust in him and believe in him as Lord and Savior. And if you can do those things, you will indeed have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to do what? Choose to believe and choose to decide that you want to make a change in your life. And even for those of us who do know the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to make sure that we are living in such a manner where we are changing all the time because we have the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us, who gives us what we need to mature in our faith. We as believers, it's not, I'm not over with when we just accept Jesus Christ and say, okay, I'm done. No, you're far from done. You're just getting started. <laughs> you're, get, you're just getting into life as it, as it stands. It's very important for us to recognize that too. We need to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to sanctify us, to teach us, to mold us, to help us to live in such a manner where we are indeed the reflection of light in the world, God glorifying, being glorified by our actions. Let's go back to John chapter 1, verse 14. Verse 14. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. There's a key word, key words in that, in that passage. His unfailing love and faithfulness. Love for who? Love for us. Jesus came here on the earth because of us. He came here because he was concerned about his people, the people that he loved. And he wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to have eternal life because of our belief in him. Remember, his coming to the earth was planned, and I always say this because it's all relative, relevant to context, from the very beginning. The beginning of what? The beginning of the world as we know it based in when we read in Genesis chapter 1. But there was an existing world there beforehand. It was without form and without shape. And God is the one. We have the story where it picks up where we're concerned, where he gave the world shape out of a world that had no shape. And so we have to recognize that that plan of Jesus coming was there from the very beginning. He knew that we, his creation, would need him as a Lord and Savior, someone to point to, because he knew that we would be uh, grappling with matters of good and evil in the world that we are in today. Are we not grappling with matters of good versus evil? Are we not grappling with matters of spiritual warfare? Are we not under spiritual attack in many ways because of the presence of Satan? He knows that we need relief. Jesus knew that we need relief. Excuse me. Uh, and he gives us relief by us believing in him and believing in and believing that he is true, what he says is true, and we have peace recognizing that Jesus, in fact, died on the cross for us. So we have a lot of opportunities here for us to really see how much Jesus was unfailing in his love and faithfulness. That's his character. That's God's character. That's what we need to see here. And you have a new life from God because you believe in Jesus Christ through faith. How important is faith? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is a necessary element of pleasing God. Having faith means you believe in what his word is and trust in him. 
for those who have no faith or don't want to choose to believe in Jesus, how are they pleasing God? They're not. That's the whole point. It's either you are or you aren't. And, you know, we, we hate to make comments like that, and, and we don't do it flippantly. We just say tell it like it is. But the word is very clear. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You have to believe in him. And he gives you, with his unfailing love and faithfulness, this new birth from the inside out. Our attitudes are changed. Our desires are changed. Our motives are changed. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We live in a different way than we lived before we became believers. Amen? We live in a different way. Those of you, those of you, you know who you are uh, before you became a believer and how you <laughs> and you know how you how you lived beforehand. You know what you were doing. You know, um, and and this is something that's very important for us to understand too. Don't feel as though you as a believer have to do things to get in the good graces of non-believers. No, you don't do that, and you don't. And always keep in mind, too, people will say they follow the Lord, but their actions have to follow that. Don't don't get caught up in what the world does. You worry about what you're doing, of course, and you make sure that you're always being the one to proclaim truth. We have enough people who claim to be churchgoers who still want to party on the side and still want to live in such a manner where they're up all night and you know, thinking that going to church is going to give them something to overcome all of that and they're just living in the world and just going from place to place but God is not having an impact on their lives don't be that person who professes Jesus Christ and chooses to live in such a manner where you're not honoring him or not living for him because that will come back to bite you plain and simple it'll come back to bite you we want to make sure that we're being it puts you in God's family. We want to live in such a manner where we're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory. The glory of the Father is one and only Son. We've seen the glory of the Lord. We've seen the glory of, of what he has done for us. As we go further in reading in the book of John, it, it's going to be very important for us to see how John lived, or how Jesus lived his life. And how John records that. And John had a very, very close relationship with Jesus. We know that because it is the, he's referred to uh, as the disciple whom Jesus loved. They had a very close relationship. John and Jesus had a close relationship. The, he was one of the inner circle. And so he has a unique perspective, obviously, on who Jesus is when he writes about him. And it's interesting, too, that John is the one who pens the book of Revelation, which we mentioned last week as well too and so and pastor gus is preaching in revelation right now and you'll see how how much god revealed to john um about what we have to look forward to that was a very very special blessing that john had and so i think that we need to read the book of john and all of his letters and everything that he writes has written uh that's inspired by god and really take it to the bank and say man he's got uh, a very unique perspective, and we want to make sure that we see that. But he's pointing out very, very clearly to us how much Jesus loves us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And, you know, we sometimes fail when it comes to love, and sometimes we fail when it comes to faith faithfulness. We need to look to the Jesus who gives us unfailing love. He is the one who gives us what we are looking for here. Let's drop down to verse 15, John chapter 1. John testified about him, and when he shouted to the crowds, John the Baptist testified about him. When he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. And we mentioned long before me means we mean at the very beginning. Genesis 1-1 in the beginning. That's how far back Jesus goes. Uh, long before him. And... Of course, you know John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit right there in his mother's womb. Um, so he had had the Spirit from all along and had a very important role in preparation for speaking about the one who is to come. He shouted it out. He told the crowd, Someone's coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. Amen. And we're very thankful for what John does. 
and he, he's given us information that's very helpful for us. Okay, verse 16, John chapter 1. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. You look no further. The law does not really show love and faithfulness. Jesus is the one. Remember, this was the battle that the Jews had uh, back when they saw the, who Jesus was. They were taught all along about the law and the importance of the law. And some of the people that took the law very seriously and did so in such a manner, though, un unfortunately, where it was uh, very cumbersome. But people needed to see God's love and faithfulness. Verse 18, no one has ever seen God but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. John makes that very clear. No one's ever seen God. But people did see Jesus. Jesus was a reflection of God. He revealed God to us. And so just as we are lights in the world because of the reflection of Jesus on us, he gives us this ability for us to see God's character when we read his word. So this thing about law and grace, um, the combination of God's unfailing love and faithfulness are both aspects of God's nature that he uses in dealing with us. And he does deal with us, amen? He deals with us. He gives us what we need. He has love and faithfulness, but we also have his word that we should be following. Moses had emphasized God's law and justice, and at that point in time, that was necessary. There had to be a distinction between what's right and wrong. There had to be a distinction between what was proper and improper. There's a certain way of behaving, and the law did pro project that information to us. Well, who is the one who ultimately uh, has the authority over the law? It's Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ came to highlight God's mercy, love, faithfulness, and forgiveness. Christ came to fulfill the law. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Very clear, Jesus says exactly what his purpose is and why he came to earth. And we need to see this. Matthew 5, 17. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses, which is what we just read about, or the writings of the prophets, of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. He is the fulfillment of the law. All that law that was put together um, many, many years before when Jesus Christ came on the scene, that law, of course, came from God. He's the one who spoke it to Moses. Moses put it down and recorded it and that's where we are and that's what we have to understand but Jesus is still the fulfillment of the law the nature and will of God were revealed in the law now the nature and will of God are revealed in Jesus Christ rather than coming through cold stone tablets God's revelation now comes through a person's life and there is a difference everyone between seeing what's written down on those cold stone tablets and seeing Jesus Christ and what it means to fulfill the law. Remember Jesus, he turned things upside down. Remember about how the Sabbath, he mentioned about, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? When he mentioned uh, back in Exodus, uh, about uh, in the Ten Commandments, about uh, the Sabbath and keeping it holy. Jesus is the Sabbath. He is the fulfillment of that. And so he had to show that and teach that as well too. And he is the fulfillment of the law that we're referring to. There had to be a law um, for all intents and purposes before Jesus came. Otherwise, you would have had anarchy. <laughs> if you didn't have that law there, then there would, it has to set the tone and the stage for how Jesus showed us how to live according to what the law had said. And now go beyond that because Jesus is saying he is the way and the truth and the life. We have to go through him to recognize eternal life, salvation through Jesus Christ. So that's something that the law didn't teach. Jesus had to show us that. But they showed that he was indeed the Messiah. He was the one who was coming, right? So let's recognize that. And God communicated 
through various people in the Old Testament, especially the prophets, who were told to give specific messages, but no one ever saw God. Remember, even Moses in his encounter with God did not see God in the face. He saw God passing by. Um, and that's something that we have to recognize, too. And we have to recognize that God is going to speak truth. We, people who looked God in the face, by all accounts, that was what it had. they couldn't survive. They couldn't live. It was just too much to behold. It was too much to take in. And it, it just didn't happen. But Jesus is God's unique son. And in Christ, God revealed his nature and essence in a way that could be seen and touched. Aren't we thankful for Jesus Christ? We know how to live because of the presence of Jesus Christ. John is telling us in this, in, in Christ, God became a man who lived on earth. He became human for us. God revealed to us. Emmanuel means God with us. His name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. Do you believe that Jesus is with you today? Jesus, of course, lived his time on earth, his 30, 31 some odd years of life that he lived on earth. But do you believe that Jesus is with you today? Do you recognize Jesus' presence? The only way you're going to recognize Jesus' presence, honestly, if you are living in such a manner where you are looking to his word every day and being prayerful, and being prayerful for his presence, and understanding, too, that we have to discern um, well, who speaks to us in this day and time. We, Satan has turned up the heat big time. Satan is very busy in this world today. We must, must, must stay in the word and stay focused on what the Spirit is speaking to us about, using that proper discernment. Can I just make a real quick appeal to all of you? Because it's really important for us to understand. We live in a, in a world and time today where people get outraged when they see things that are um, anti-God, anti-Christ, outraged. Well, let me ask you a question. Why are you outraged? You are living in Satan's domain. You are seeing the character of Satan come out. You, he uses people to convey information and messages that he is trying to communicate to others. Why are you outraged about it? Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? Exactly. Well, you can be outright. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. You can be outraged, but don't be surprised. This, this is something that you should expect. When you, when you look at stuff on some of you, I don't know if. I wouldn't get on TikTok to save my life, <laughs> okay? I mean, I wouldn't. Not to, not to mention the fact that there's so many things that are... I, I just can't help believe that uh, TikTok is just an invasion on your privacy by just even downloading it on your phone and using it. Stay off of TikTok, for goodness sake. You know, you'll see things on there that are probably going to be very, very cute and stuff like that. But you know what? We need to go beyond social media and say, look, we need to live in a world where we need to be focused on Jesus Christ and not on things that titillate us or make us uh, feel good about certain things. We need to recognize that Jesus is the one that we rest in. And Jesus is the one we pay attention to. Now, you know, there are a lot of uh, companies on social media, like Bible Gateway, and we're on social media. We recognize that it has an impact, but we're talking about things of Christ. And GotQuestions.org, we're all there, but... At the end of the day, let's focus on what Jesus Christ is doing, right? And not focus on what other people are saying or doing and getting allowing the outrage to be a matter of surprise. That's, that's what I want to say. Why are you surprised? If you're in Satan's domain, you're going to see Satan act himself, act out, and show himself in different ways that should be very disappointing because of some people who have been just awful when it comes to uh, how they're living their lives. And it's a negative influence on our kids. We have been groomed from the very beginning to uh, listen to things or listen to music that are just not following Jesus at all. At all. At all. And that goes way, way back, everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm 60, 62 going on 63, and it's been going on ever since I've been alive. So we have to focus on what we're paying attention to and make sure that we are doing what's necessary to focus on Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. And if you do that, guess what? You're going to be 
that much further ahead when it comes to how God matures you and helps you to be able to be ready to speak and stand your ground when it comes time to speak. There will come a time where you're going to have to be able to stand your ground and speak about Jesus Christ. John is showing us how special Jesus is in just these first 18 verses of his book. And, of course, he is telling us about who Jesus is right away. He already existed. He is the Word. He is the one that we look to and focus on. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've spent with us today. We thank you again for the reminder of the goodness of Jesus Christ, about how he truly loves us, his love, his unfailing love and faithfulness. May we recognize this and may we live in such a manner where we truly are focused on being obedient to you, Lord. We know what the world says and we know what the world wants us to do. We just deny all of that. We don't want any part of that. Lord, we want to hide our word, hide your word into our hearts that we may not sin against you. And Lord, we know that's an, a very difficult thing, but not difficult for you. We pray that you'll help us along with that. We want to be a reflection of your light in today's world. Help us to be that. Help us to know that while we may be in the minority, there may be a bunch of people around us who just don't follow you. Lord, we don't care. We want to still be your light before others. And we want to stand our ground and speak truth when we're called upon. Help us, O oh Lord, to be faithful to you as you are faithful to us. And we give you praise and thanks and all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church or for whoever wants to join us. We really appreciate you being here. We will be continuing in our study in the book of John next week. Until then, we hope to see you with us. And uh, for those of you online, stay tuned for Pastor Gus's message, on, message online, a continual call by God to his people. Be following right here on the timeline on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. And meet us live in Akron if you're in Akron. We'll see you down, uh, down at church in a little while. Take care of yourselves. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.